again, good to have you here uh, to be with us uh, here today. And uh, we do bless you. And this morning, I want to talk about let's be the light. Let's be the light. And uh, Ephesians 5, 1 to 16. So if you have your Bibles there, turn with me uh, there. It says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, these are not for you. And said, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. And that is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Father, we thank you for your word here this morning, and we just pray that, Lord, you'll bless your word into our hearing and to our understanding. We also pause here, Lord, as we come before you, and we want to lift up those who are suffering and those who have been uh, experiencing sickness in their bodies. Lord, we think of uh, people even in our own church, uh, Lord, that have been battling uh, cancer, battling various diseases and sicknesses. And Father, we just bring them before you because, Lord, you are our healer. You are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. You're the promise keeper. And Lord, we do believe in that. And so we believe that you are able, Lord, to touch each and every person that has a need here today. And so, for Lord, those that are here in this church and those that are watching online, Father, we just pray that they would be touched by you today. And that, Lord, you would minister to them by your spirit. You would touch them wherever their need might be today. And we just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning as we talk about the light, I, I thought I'd get a picture. And if you don't recognize that picture, uh, th that's us. That's right here in this place. When we had a service some time ago, I believe it was Christopher had a message uh, about that. And we had uh, little candles and uh, the light in the midst of the darkness. And that's what light does. It permeates the darkness. And that's what we want to talk about here uh, this morning. See, it's a call of every Christian that we be the light to our world. A light that shows people the way, a light that illuminates a path, a light that shows that Jesus is the answer, a light that shines in the darkness and shows people the way out of darkness. A light that shows true Christianity. A light that offers hope and points people to Jesus. 
Jesus himself is the light of the world. And we as his followers are also called to be lights in our world, sharing the very same message that Jesus came to declare. In the story of the birth of John the Baptist, Zechariah, his father, he prophesied of Jesus being the light of the world. And we see that in Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 78. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us in the path of peace. Jesus' mission was to be the light of the world, showing the people the way out of darkness and the way of salvation, the way of life, the way of peace. Jesus was to be that light that revealed God to the nations, and he did. Jesus recognized his role and also declared himself that, yes, I am the light of the world, that I am the way. I will lead people to experience God. I will lead people to experience life and eternity and heaven. John 8, verse 12 says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. So Jesus came to be a light to us, to show us the way out of darkness, the darkness of sin, and to experience real hope, real life, and life eternal. He came to deal with that darkness of sin, exposing it, even paying the price for sin, which was death. And so Jesus brought us a new freedom, a new understanding, a new enlightenment. He, he brought us hope. He brought us salvation. He brought us forgiveness and peace and joy and eternal life. And that was his mission, which he passed down to us, declaring that we as his followers have the very same mission to show the way to experience God. Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And this morning, as you look at that picture, and we have did that here in our church, uh, but really that's how we're to be outside the church, that as people would go by, they would see a light, literally a light shining. That's who we need to be. And so as followers of Christ, we are called to be lights in our world. We're called to be lights that show people that Jesus is indeed the answer, that he is the way out of the darkness. He is the way out of the evil of this world, that he is the hope of the world, that he offers us salvation and forgiveness and hope and truth and peace and happiness and eternity in heaven. And that's our calling. And here in Ephesians 5, where we have been reading here this morning, Uh, The Apostle Paul is stating that we're now to live as people of light. We are called to be the missionaries of light. And now he's saying you got to be, we're also called to live in that light every day. And so that's something that we want to do and encourage you to do here this morning, that we might live in the light, that we might be like a city on a hill, a fully lit city, directing people and leading people to Jesus Christ. And so that's our mission. That's our calling as Christians, to be people of light, to reach out and raise up committed followers of Christ. That's part of our vision of our church. And it's something that's very important because that's what God calls us to do, that we're to be people in our world to be light, directing them, leading them to Jesus Christ. And so kind of a good question to ask ourselves is, are we that light? Are we being lights that are drawing people to Jesus Or are we being lights that 
maybe are drawing people away from Jesus. It's really important to remember that whether you want to be a light or not, you are. You're either a light to lead people to Christ or you're a light to lead people back into darkness. And so that's something we need to really take to heart. Our lives as Christians, we're to be always shining, showing people that the truly the way is to Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're going to do here this morning. We're just going to look at what does it mean to be people of light? What does it mean to live in the light? And so we're just going to look at a few areas, five areas very quickly that just encourage us to be the light. Now, first of all, what involves in being a light to our world, uh, the Apostle Paul tells us we need to be imitators of God. And that's what he's stressing here. And as he begins his encouragement here of living in the light, he's telling us the first thing you need to be is an imitator of God. Ephesians 5.1. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. To imitate is to follow the example of, to, uh, to act the same as, to mimic, to resemble an appearance. And obviously, God is telling us as his children, there should be a family resemblance. People should be able to identify us that we are truly Christians because uh, we are imitating our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and so that's something we need to be careful of. We need to make sure that every day that we are being a light. And I know that, you know, we all face the same pressures as everybody else does, but there's a calling on our lives that we need to watch our lives because we need to be imitators of God. To be a light in this world, we need to be imitating the God we serve every day and in all situations. And once we make that declaration that we are a Christian, then we are now official representatives of Christ and that we're to live in a way that's going to bring light to people, bring direction to people, and cause people to want to have faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says we are Christ's ambassadors, uh, that we all have a role. We are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. We're his representatives here on the earth. People often make the choice to choose Jesus or not to choose Jesus just simply by looking at us as Christians. And so that's rather a sobering thought. Uh, because none of us are perfect individuals, and we've all made our mistakes, and probably we'll make a few more mistakes. But we need to be mindful that our life is to be a light to draw others to Jesus Christ. And so that's something we need to uh, really keep in mind and to strive to imitate our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. So that's something we need to do every day. Be imitators of Jesus. Then secondly, in being the light and representing Christ correctly, we need to be people of love. Ephesians 5.2 says, Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Live a life filled with love. You know, that is so very, very important for us as Christians that we live a life of love. That love always comes through. That no matter what happens, no matter what we go through, that we always come back to that place to let love shine in our lives. You know, it needs to be something that needs to be sincere. It needs to be something that, you know, it's not faked, but rather that it's sincere, it's true, it's caring, and we truly are compassionate people. And, of course, our example of love is Jesus himself, 
who we are to represent. He loved us even while the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ, he loved us. And he died for us. And, and that's so very important for us to realize. He loved us so much that he was willing to give his very life for you and I. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And that's the kind of love that God is expecting from us. He's expecting it to be real. He's expecting it even to be sacrificial and, and that we would live our lives in a way that we would represent him well. And that just as Jesus gave his life for us, that same spirit needs to be in us that we'd be willing even to give our lives that we might see other people come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Romans 12, verse 9 and 10 says, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. So love is something that needs to be sincere. It needs to be genuine. It needs to be honoring. And it should be our joy to actually love others. It, shouldn't, it should come very natural for us that after we accept Christ, that love should start flowing out of our lives more and more and more. And people can tell if your love is sincere. They can tell if you mean it or if you don't mean it. And for us to be a light in this world, we need to stay on top of the things of life to make sure that people see in us and as people interact with us, that they see the love of God in us. You know, there, there's so many scriptures in the Bible that talk to us about the importance of love, of real love. Of course, if we read the love chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it reminds us, you know, it gets down to the nitty-gritty of what love needs to be. I, I like verses 4 and 5. I, I think they really hit us quite hard. It says, love is to be patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. You know, there's just so much we could say about the light of love and how important it is. As Christians, we all have that obligation that no matter what's happening around us, we like to use our excuses to excuse, you know, behaviors and stuff like that. But really, we don't have any excuse. We are to be a people of love and known as a people of love. And I realize that certainly this has been a time of testing for us in these last two years with uh, COVID bringing frustration to us all. And it's kind of brought a lot of us kind of were out of sorts, not where we really should be or, or not maybe responding like we normally would. But we need to be careful that we don't step over that line and misrepresent the light that should be seen in us. You know, right now, people are searching for answers. And even though, you know, there's lots of things that disturb us and get us upset with all the things that are going on right now, we need to remember that we're to be a light. The world is looking for some answers. The world is looking for light. And as Christians, we need to be light. We really do. We need to be light in the midst of this darkness and confusion. And we don't want to add to the confusion. We want to bring people out of confusion and bring them to light. And so we need to rise up to that challenge to be light to the world through our love for one another, through our consideration of other people. And then thirdly, in being the light, we need to be people of moral lifestyle. Christians are to live differently, submitting their lives and lifestyle to those things that would represent light versus darkness. And that's a good question to ask ourselves about our own lives. Are we representing the light 
or are we representing darkness? That's very important. And just in case you don't know what is considered a lifestyle of darkness, the Apostle Paul, he spells it out here really, really clear here in Ephesians, verses 3 to 7. And he says, Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, that's not for you. Instead, there needs to be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. Because a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. You know, sometimes we have people that wonder about Christianity and say, well, what should I do? What I shouldn't do? Uh, it's really found in the word of God. Just read the Bible. It's really quite clear in the Bible what God considers as darkness and what God considers as light. And it's kind of interesting as you read this passage of Scripture, there are some things that you know, should pop out to us as Christians, that such sins have no place among God's people. Such sins. We shouldn't be going there. It says, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. Lots of people out there today trying to tell us that, you know what, it doesn't matter how you live, you can do, live your life any way you want, and on and on they go. Don't be fooled by such excuses. Don't participate in these things. The Bible is quite clear on how we should live as people of light. No Christian really should be confused here because to me it really is. It's black and white here, darkness or light. And God calls us to live as people of light, not in darkness. So checking our lifestyle is something that's good for us to check where we are. Are we demonstrating light or are we demonstrating darkness? We're supposed to be a people of a moral lifestyle that demonstrates that we have come out of that world of darkness into a lifestyle of light. We know better now. And so because we know better, we should be living better. And so lifestyle is part of being a light for Christ as well. Then fourth, in being a light for Jesus Christ, we need to be people that do good. People who demonstrate the goodness of God. People who are sincere, genuine, people who are honorable and dependable and kind and generous, helpful, have good, have good morals and values. There's lots of good people in our world today. And, and we do realize that. Not everyone knows Jesus, but there's still lots of people out there who are very good, good moral people, caring people. And the Bible calls us, well, we need to be those kinds of people. And we need to make sure that we are that the world might see that, hey, there is a difference out there and that these people really you know, practice what they preach. The Apostle Paul put it this way. He says, for once, Ephesians 5, 89, he says, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. As a representative of Christ, uh, we need to be people that pursue the good. And keep pursuing the good. You don't want to go backwards. Sometimes that happens in, in Christianity. You'll see people that they serve God for a while and then they turn their backs on God and they start going the other way and they go back to live in darkness. And, and the Bible is telling us, listen, you've been there. You know that that's not the answer. That's why you came to me. So don't go back because there's not an answer there. Jesus Christ is the answer. You need to hold on to him. 
We are representatives of Christ. Our reputation is very important that we live lives that are good and right and true. It needs to be our testimony uh, in our community, not just in the church. Sometimes we just worry about our testimony in the church, of what people know about us in the church. Our testimony is far more important outside the church because that's the people we're trying to reach. That's the people that need to come out of darkness into the light. And Jesus is telling us that we need to be those kinds of people that will direct them from darkness into light. Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So it's not about getting praise for yourself, that you, know, you live a good life, you're, you're doing good things. It's not to get praise to yourself. It's to get praise to God that they would recognize there's something different about this individual. They're not just out there to do good things, but they're doing good things and honoring their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so what are people seeing when they look at our lives? Are they continuing to see good? Are they seeing things that would uh, want them to be a Christian? Or are we living a false representation of Christ? You know, there's been a, a lot of false representation of Jesus Christ uh, throughout the ages, throughout the world. And, you know, friends, it's a very appropriate time right now that we give a proper representation of Christ that people are going to see the light and the goodness of God. If there was ever a time, I, I think it's right now that we need to live the light and be the light and to our worlds. Philippians 2, 14 to 15 says, Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world filled of crooked and perverse people. How bright are our lights shining? They need to be shining enough that the people see and are attracted to what they see. This is very important. Really be an attraction out there that there's light here. There's something happening here. But we want that to be more than just in the natural. We want that to be in the spiritual, that people recognize there's something spiritually happening here that's drawing people to Jesus Christ. So testimony and reputation, all that stuff really is important. We need to be people of good, uh, pursuing things that are good, pursuing things that are right and true. And really, we need to be at the forefront because there's other people out there as well that are, you know, they're, they're good living people as well out there. And we need to even rise above that as well because there is a calling on ourselves to be the light. And then lastly, in being the light, we need to be people who please God. People who value God's opinion over their own opinion and even the opinions of others. Our goal needs to be those things that would be pleasing to God. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says here, Ephesians 5.10. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Sometimes we deceive ourselves and think that we can do a whole bunch of things and we're not taking the time to really look at that. Is this pleasing to God? It's pleasing to ourselves. Of course it is. That's why we sin. Why do we sin? Because we really wanted to. We enjoyed doing what we were doing. And so... He's telling us here, carefully determine what's pleasing to God. You need to know that. You need to learn that. And then you need to act upon that. So pay careful attention to what you're doing, what you're saying, to make sure that you're representing Christ in a proper way that actually pleases Him. 
And again, that's so very important that we, we, we get what God is saying. What is the Holy Spirit saying? You know, sometimes we can get caught up in our opinions, our preferences, our rights, our discussions. And sometimes it's not really a good representation of Christ at all. And we need to be careful that. We need to be paying attention to how we're responding to life, how we're reacting to life, and learning to submit to Christ in his ways first and more foremost because we're to live our lives in ways that are pleasing to him. How do you find out those ways that are pleasing to him? Well, you get into the word of God again. The word of God is so very, very important. We really need to be taking that word and reading that word and praying into that word, seeing what the word of God says. And so, so very, very important. And being sensitive as well to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will guide us, will lead us, will direct us. And if we're listening for his voice, he will guide us in those things that are pleasing to God. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We need to do it. We need to submit ourselves to God. Give ourselves to God as a sacrifice to God. God, I give you all of me. You don't just give God a part of your life. Sometimes that's a mistake that we make in the Christian walk. We give God a part of our life. God says, no, I want all your life. I paid a price for you. I bought you with the blood of Jesus. You've been paid for in full. You are not your own. I've paid for you. And we need to remember that. God expects us to give our lives to him and that we'd, uh, Rudy would deny ourselves and follow him. That's a, another big thing I think is missing in a lot of our Christianity of late is denying ourselves and following him. The Bible says deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. That's another important part. But we need to live in a manner that's uh, going to be bringing uh, blessing to God, that will please God. That needs to be the priority in our lives. Now, there's a whole lot more we could talk about as, and being the light. But it comes down to that we need to examine ourselves. And we all need to do that. Uh, it is a good thing to take the time to examine oneself, to see where we are and what, what we're demonstrating. Are we demonstrating the light or are we demonstrating something else that's not the light? And, and that's so very, very important because we're to be a people that draw others out from darkness into the light of Jesus Christ. That light needs to imitate Christ. That light needs to be showing true love. That light needs to be uh, about good morals and uh, good things, uh, a light that pleases God. We need to really make our light shine because light makes a difference in our world. I was reading a book this week, and uh, it's about revival. I, I like books on revival. And... Uh, this book is actually written by many authors, and they all kind of just put their own little piece in there. But I was reading one this week, and he was a pastor from Georgia, and he kind of asked a question that really caught my attention. And he said he was wondering if the church of today was missing it when it comes to our response to darkness in our world. 
He said, yes, we're, we're doing things that, you know, are, are proper. We're, uh, you know, we're praying against the darkness. We're standing up against the darkness. We're rebuking the darkness. But he was saying, I wonder if our focus is in the real right, rightful place. Is it too much on the darkness and not enough on being the light? And that really kind of spoke to me as I was thinking about the frustrations of COVID out there and how Christians are responding during this time. And, and I, I do think that he has something uh, there to really speak to us, that have we as Christians been more focused on all the darkness that we see instead of being a light in the midst of the darkness? Have we been more focused on our opinions, our rights, our government control, our protests, our judging of one another? And, you know, I've even seen some Christians that they're just praying the wrath of God would just come down on these terrible sinners. Let me tell you, there's a lot of non-Christians out there that aren't impressed with our Christianity right now. And I've had many people come to me about that. But it does make me wonder that just as this author talked about, he wonders, have we been focusing too much on the darkness that we've been seeing and not enough on being in the light? Have we been aiming, he said, for the wrong target? I think he has something there. I, I think we need to turn our focus back to be more concerned about being the light in this world over our rights and over our opinions, because the reality is if we really want to push back the darkness, there's only one thing that pushes back darkness, and that's light. It's the only thing that'll push it back. Are we the lights that we need to be? The Bible says you are the light of the world. You are. You are the one that can push back the darkness not by expressing your opinions, but by being a light unto our world. And I believe that God is calling every Christian to get back to the mission of being a light to our world, a light that will push back the darkness that we are called to be. So may we examine ourselves. Are our lights shining, or have they been covered over by efforts that were good intentions, focusing too much on the darkness and not enough focusing on being the light. I don't know if that rings within your spirit, but it sure rings within inside of mine. Where's our focus been? Is it being a light? Or are we focusing too much and just rebuking everything, praying against everything, instead of being a light to our world? Because they're looking for an answer. They really are. We need to get back to being lights in this world. Bible says, Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Let's get our light, get back to being a light to this world. What our world needs right now is some light. There's been way too much darkness. The enemy has been progressing all over our world. Christians, I think we've been caught up and a lot of the same stuff as our world has been. Not much of a difference, but there needs to be a difference. We need to be the light at this time. We need to be a light to show that there is a difference, that there is a hope, that there is something better, and we're to point people to Jesus Christ. May we do that this morning. 
May we do that. Father, I know that, Lord, every one of us has been kind of out of sorts, Lord, with all this COVID that's been happening and all these things uh, associated with it. And, Lord, if, if we've been that church or if we've been those people that, Lord, maybe have been focusing too much on darkness and not enough on being our, the light, then, God, forgive us. Forgive the church, Lord, we pray. Forgive Christians, Lord, for not being a light at this time. But, Lord, as you're calling us afresh and anew, I believe today, to be a light unto this world, I pray that, God, that you would help us to be that light, that you would help us in our attitudes, our opinions, our thoughts, our reactions. Because, Lord, we're people too, and all these things have been affecting us too. But, Lord, you call us to be a light. I want to be a light. I want to be a light that's going to bring people from darkness into light. I want to be a light that brings hope to people. Lord, when there's so many bad stories out there, there's not much good news out there. In fact, I don't think there's any good news. We're to be the good news. We're to be the people of light. We're the people to be speaking life, hope, joy, victory, salvation, so many things. So God, help us to be those people. Help us to be people of light. And Lord, as we come into this Christmas season, Lord, uh, we start to decorate our homes and we see all these beautiful lights, uh, Lord, lighting up our community. Well, Lord, you're, I believe you're calling us at a very special time to say this is the time. This is the time to be a light. This is the time that in the midst of all this confusion and all the things that are happening in our world, it's time for the Christians to rise and be a light. To not be concentrating so much on the darkness but rather to be concentrating on being a light that will permeate the darkness and will change the darkness and bring light in the midst of darkness. So, Lord, we just pray that you would help us to do that today. We pray as well that, Lord, that as we uh, go our separate ways, that, <clears throat> Lord, you would just watch over us as we travel on the roads. And, Lord, we just pray for uh, those roads to be good, uh, that people can get home safely as well. But, Lord, wherever we are, Help us to be mindful that we're to be a light. We're to be a light. We're to draw people to Jesus Christ. So I just pray that, Lord, you would just touch us in that area today and minister to our area in Jesus' name. Amen.